Hello and welcome to Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo, where we nourish the skin, spirit, and soul. I'm Rachel Pontillo, and today on the show, I am thrilled to have the beautiful and brilliant Dr. Trevor Cates, who was the first woman licensed as a naturopathic doctor in the state of California. Dr. Cates is also the Amazon number one best-selling author of the ebook Glowing Skin from Within and believes that the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment. Dr. Cates also has a brand new all-natural skincare product line called the Spa Doctors Daily Essentials. And today we are going to talk about a lot of things, but primarily the naturopathic approach to skincare and skin health. I welcome Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cates. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here with you, Rachel. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about an approach to skincare that might not be as popular or as mainstream as some of the other ones, like the dermatological approach or even now more of the holistic approach. We're going to talk about the naturopathic approach to skincare. And you are a naturopathic doctor, and I would love to kind of get an overview from you of what what that means, because um, naturopathy is a field of medical practice. That's correct, yeah. So I, I went to the National College of Natural Medicine, and so it's it's one of the accredited naturopathic medical schools where you have to have a bachelor's degree before you can even apply. You have to have all your pre-med classes, and then it's a four-year program where it's very intensive. Every day you're attending classes, you're doing anatomy, physiology, pathology, pharmacology. In addition to a lot of the, uh, so the same curriculum that medical school students have, we're also getting training in nutrition, in botanical medicine, environmental medicine, and, and homeopathy, and these sorts of things. So the overall the idea with naturopathic medicine is that you're, you're looking for the underlying cause of a person's health problem, and then supporting the body's innate ability to heal itself with the use of a more integrative approach. So you're using the least invasive medicine possible to support the body. So we start with healthy lifestyle. We start with what are people eating? What are they, are they exercising? Are they managing their stress? So that's the most, that's the least invasive. And then we, if we feel like people need more than that, then we give them supplements, whether it be herbal medicine, nutritional supplements, and then we can move on to prescribing medications after we've, we've tried these other modalities. So it, and then if they need surgery, we can, we're, we're actually trained in minor surgery, but for other type, you know, regular surgery, we would refer out to that. So we work with other doctors a lot. We were us, usually either we're people's primary care doctor or we're part of somebody's team of, uh, you know, healthcare team. And, and I, I think I wanted to mention education because there are some states, there are weekend courses or correspondence programs in naturopathy, that's different. So people in certain states, anybody can call themselves a naturopath, but, um, but really there's a big difference in the medical types, the clinical types of practice. We're trained to be primary care doctors and we're licensed as primary care doctors in the states that license us. 
And that's so important because I know for me personally, when I first started researching different nutrition programs, when I realized the connection between food, lifestyle, and skin, I told myself, I got to get more information in this because more people need to understand this connection. I found a lot of those correspondence programs and online programs and independent study programs. But then I also saw the school you went to and, um, Bastyr, I think, is another one where that's that's like medical school on steroids. That's like it, it seemed to be even more of a rigorous program than medical school because it seems you have to have all the training that an MD would have, but then you also have to have the more holistic practices as well, plus the nutrition. I know um, nutrition is something that's not really taught enough in conventional allopathic medicine, so it's it's really. A big difference from one MD, one ND to another. Yeah, well, technically, if someone has an ND after their name, they're supposed to be have a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. Now, some people still will put ND after their name, and they're they're legally uh, not supposed to do that, but because they don't have the full degree, the doctorate degree. Um, and I think that that's changing somewhat, but that's our biggest obstacle as naturopathic physicians. That's what it is, is people, the public being confused and medical practitioners being confused about, about naturopathic medicine and who's licensed and who's not and how do I know. And so I'm, I'm just, I just keep hoping it's going to change because it truly is an amazing program. The naturopathic medical schools, um, they, they're more comprehensive as far as integrative medicine than anything else out mm. there. I know a lot of medical doctors that do functional medicine or integrative medicine, they'll go back to school and then they'll, they'll get certification, they'll get training. But and, it, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if I were to do it all over again, um, I would definitely do it the same. And mm. because... Even in pathology class or anatomy class or physiology class, some of these doctors that are teaching the classes are naturopathic physicians, so they teach the, the principles of naturopathic medicine within this. So we have a, a different approach from the very beginning. It's the foundation of it is a different way of looking at patients. We don't look at patients as eczema, mm -hmm. <laughs> like medical doctors or dermatologists often do, where you do you see the eczema, you have five minutes, 10 minutes to see a patient, okay, what drug can I give them to suppress the symptom? That's not what naturopathic doctors do. We usually spend an hour, sometimes, some people spend two hours mm -hmm. in the initial appointment with people really trying to understand all the different root causes that could be playing a role in their health. And so a lot of that is the history of finding out from people's history what, what's gone on in their life, their family medical history. A lot of it's that and understanding what the patient's physical symptoms are, doing physical exam while they're in the office, and then also ordering labs. So we'll order labs, we'll order conventional labs where we send somebody to get their blood drawn or we do it in the office. And then um, we also do specialty labs. So in addition to you know having your basic blood work check, we also might run a hormone panel or we might run a GI, a gastrointestinal panel to see how your digestive system is working. And, and so then we, it's like putting together pieces of a puzzle or solving a mystery. We put all these pieces together and go, okay, so this is their primary underlying cause. So we're going to support the body in giving these dietary changes, these supplements that are going to help. And then if we really feel like they need medications, we can prescribe those too. So that's kind of how it works. And, and I, I mean, honestly, I love it. I, my, my, the only downside is that patients 
don't come in as often because they get better. <laughs> I hear that a lot from a lot of um, integrative doctors and functional medical doctors, as well as some of the naturopathic physicians that I've met, um, you know, at different shows and conferences and stuff. It, that's the biggest struggle for them is that they are always looking for new patients because their patients get better instead of being a disease management practice their patients actually get better and they don't need them. And that's a good problem to have. It's, I mean, it's such a different model from conventional allopathic medicine and even the conventional dermatology model. What can you say about that when it comes to conventional dermatology and how it yeah. approaches the skin? Well, it, it is, it's, it's interesting because I, I now focus a lot on skin. For the last six years, I've, I've been in practice for 16 years, but in the last six years, I've really focused a lot on skin. And what I realized is that it, you don't get much further from naturopathic medicine than traditional dermatology because it's dermatology. And hey, you know, I have friends that are dermatologists, so I'm not saying dermatologists are all bad, um, but in general, most dermatologists they don't have a lot of time and they just look at the skin and they say, what steroid cream, what antibiotic, um, you know, what kind of medication can I do to suppress this symptom? And I do know that when patients are going into their office, a lot of times they're miserable and they want that quick fix. So they're demanding that. But there is another approach and, and it can be just as quick of a fix if you go about it the right way. Um, but it's not, it doesn't involve suppressing the symptom. It involves finding that underlying cause helping support the body and then in that when that healing really happens you can see that on the skin and it's it's interesting because I never thought I would focus on skin when I was in medical school I I didn't like dermatology class <laughs> um, but what I found was I started working in spas and so what people kept saying to me is they would initially come see me for hormone balance or digestive issues or allergies or weight loss and their skin would clear up. Mm -hmm. And then, so so then they would tell their friends, and then all of a sudden people were coming in to see me with skin issues. And and then because I was in a spa, um, I, you know, people asked their, about their skin a lot. And so what I started teaching people and started realizing that skin is, it's our largest organ. It's right on the surface of our body. So I call it our magic mirror that mm -hmm. gives us great clues about our overall health. So when our skin is glowing and clear, it's a pretty good indication that things are going well inside and throughout our body. Not always, but most of the time. When our skin is dry or we have breakouts or eczema or a number of different other skin conditions, there's usually something going on that's not just on the surface of our body because the skin is an organ system and our organ systems are connected. So we need to support the entire body, not just the part and, and not just the skin. And this is my issue with dermatology and a lot of different specialties in medicine is they're just isolating a part of the body and they're not connecting the pieces. So, you know, a gynecologist is going to just focus on the uterus and, and, and the female anatomy and the cardiologist just focuses on the heart. But, but the, and we knew, do need specialists. But the problem is, is that if that's all you're relying upon and then you're missing something because those skin symptoms are giving you a sign your body's saying help me <laughs> pay attention look at me totally and, 
And so I tell people, look in the mirror. When you get up in the morning, look in the mirror, check out your skin. You can do this every day. It's so easy. You don't have to be a doctor to do this. Just look at your skin. Like, is my skin splotchy today? Am I breaking out? Am I, do I have puffiness under my eyes? Do I have cracks in the corners of my ass? Do I have a cold sore? Do I, like all these different things, they're trying to tell you something. So pay attention to it. You don't need x-ray equipment. You don't need um, a scalpel to check out the organ, our largest organ. We, you just need to look at it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that analogy of the magic mirror. I think that's so helpful because it really, I, I always say that the skin is a window into someone's internal health and it's also our, our most friendly messenger. And oftentimes we're in such a rush to shoot the messenger if there's something we don't like on the surface that we see instead of looking deeper to see, okay, Let's see what it's trying to tell us. Let's, if we look deeper into the mirror, what can we really see? Yeah, I think that sometimes though, when we say this, people think, oh, well, that's easy for you to say because you have great skin. Um, but I do want people to know that I struggled a lot with my skin when I was younger. And still, I have very sensitive skin. And it, if I don't, if, if I fall off my, um, if I'm more stressed or if I start eating the wrong things, it shows up on my skin. But as a kid, I had horrible allergies, eczema, uh, very itchy, you know, hives, all kinds of skin eruptions. And, and, and I, we went to, my parents took me to a lot of different allergists, dermatologists, different doctors, and nothing seemed to help. And the antibiotics and the steroids and all the different antihistamines and all the treatments they gave me just made me feel worse. Like I found, I felt wound up or I just felt allergies to certain antibiotics or all these different things. And then finally my parents found a natural medicine practitioner and that's the one thing that turned my health around so I can say from personal experience I get it and know how devastating skin issues can be I talk to people on a day-to-day -day -day basis talking about how their skin issues have changed their life and um, and so when we can clear up our skin, it's not just about vanity. You know, it's really about being healthy and, and having optimal health and feeling good in the confidence. Um, and so I know the power of natural medicine based upon my own experience. And I know based upon other people, you know, my patients and what I found with them, that it is possible to go this route and you don't have to just suppress symptoms in fact, if you do, there can be consequences with that. So steroids aren't all safe. Sure, they can clear up an itchy rash pretty quickly, but it's going to come back if you're not figuring out what what's the, the flame that's stirring that up. What's, that, what's the trigger for that? It's going to keep coming back, and the steroids are just suppressing it and telling your body, wait, you don't know what you're doing. And so when you tell your body it doesn't know what it's doing, it gets confused. And so it stops doing what it's supposed to do. Then it suppresses the immune system. So then your immune system is confused and doesn't work, fun function properly. Um, it can stunt growth in kids. It, it, there are a lot of different problems with, with steroid treatments. And then with antibiotics, one of the most important things for, for things like acne is our microbiome, our gut microbiome and our skin microbiome. So when we give our bodies either internally or externally, we're using antibiotics, we're killing off the bad bacteria, but we're also killing off the good bacteria. But there are natural alternatives that will will kill off back the bad bacteria and then also natural substances that will help support the body's balance. So we have these tools, 
Um, we just, you know, we just need to, a lot that we can do on our own. There's a lot of healthy lifestyle stuff we can do on our own, but, but it, there comes a point when people need help. And so I just want people to know that, yeah, dermatologists are great. And there's a, there's a time and place for that. Um, if you have a suspicious lesion and you can't figure out what it is, yes, go see your dermatologist. Go get your regular skin checks with your dermatologist, especially if skin cancer runs in your family or you spend a lot of time in the sun. Definitely. The dermatologists are fantastic at that. But you also have options. You don't have to do the typical steroids and antibiotics. There are naturopathic physicians, functional medicine doctors that can help. Definitely. So let's talk about some of the key underlying factors that impact the skin. I know we already talked about certain medications that might help in the short term but cause a bigger problem in the long term. We talked about stress. What are some of these other factors that you see the most as being a contributor to skin issues? Yeah. So I touched on one of the big ones, um, and really a lot of it has to do with inflammation. Mm. Um, and that that stems really internally, because I think when people think of skin issues, they think that the inflammation is just on the outside, but really there's a lot of internal inflammation, and it's showing up on the skin. I call that skin inflammation, because it's internal inflammation showing up on the skin, and that shows up as a number of different skin issues, uh, eczema, psoriasis, acne, um, seborrheic dermatitis, like you name it, like just about all of the chronic skin conditions have to do with that internal inflammation. Now, why is the inflammation happening? One of the biggest causes of that is the, the gut microbiome, our microbiomes. And so when, when we have an imbalance of the good bacteria, or um, we also, another big one is leaky gut. When we have those things, it creates these issues of internal inflammation that a lot of times shows up as skin issues. And you can have other symptoms too, but the skin problems are a lot of it. And, it, and the gut microbiome has a direct relationship to the skin microbiome, which are the, the, the good bacteria, the good microorganisms that are the balance of them that are living on the skin that we need to stay keep in balance. So I would say the gut is a big, big um, contributor. Mm. for That's what I see a lot of times. And I would say that as a naturopathic physician, we see gut issues related to a number of different chronic illnesses. So obviously gut issues primarily probably come from eating the wrong foods repeatedly over and over again. What can you say about the best and worst foods for mm -hmm. the skin and, you know, therefore for the gut? Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, the gut is oftentimes damaged by stress or certain medications, poor dietary lifestyle choices. And so I have found that there are a few foods that, that I think are great for the skin and that are bad for the skin. And I, I won't go through all of them today, but I what I want to talk about as far as the worst foods for skin, I want to talk about two of those. And the first one is sugar, and that probably doesn't surprise you that that's, nope, that's I'm, the number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, sugar is, um, is, is an issue for a lot of different health issues, and it's no different for skin. And the, the reason why it's an issue for skin is there are a few different reasons. I mean, think about skin. Two of the main things that people complain with their skin is acne and premature aging. And so these are particularly um, the issue with, with sugar is that when you – 
when you eat a lot of sugar or anything that turns to sugar, not just sugar itself, but anything that turns to sugar in your body and you eat excessive amounts of that, it increases your blood sugar, which is then going to increase your insulin levels. And insulin then increases sebum production and androgen activity, which then leads to acne breakouts. And then also when you increase your blood sugar, it leads to glycation issues. And so with glycation, when that, what happens with that is that you have binding to the, the collagen on the skin makes it more rigid and more likely to wrinkle. So there are a couple of reasons why sugar is, is bad for acne and um, aging skin in particular, which are two of the biggest skin issues, but certainly for really for any skin issues because it's, it's really pro-inflammatory, acidic, creates imbalances in the body, and that's going to show up on the skin. You have a little cheat sheet for our audience yeah. that you know we'll link to in the show notes, but that'll give a lot more information about these foods. So great! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that gives a lot more information than I have time to cover today. But or if, if I'm talking, and people are like, "What did you just say about what's glycogen?" <laughs> so yes, it's in there. And then um, the second food that I find that's particularly rough on skin is is dairy, and and so I know that people will then ask me, "What about?" Yogurt. What about you know sheep and what about yogurt or what you know all these different things? Well, I do find that you know dairy in general is pro-inflammatory. It is um, the nature of it. It has hormones in it. Even if you get organic um, dairy, it has hormones in it that are going and hormones are another one of those big triggers. I mentioned gut, but hormones are another big trigger for skin issues. One of those underlying causes. So then dairy kind of feeds into that. Um, and so, so that's what, you know, some of the reasons why dairy is bad. So it tends to create that internal inflammation then, then shows up on the skin as acne or eczema or a lot of different skin issues. Also dairy, uh, the worst type of dairy is skim milk. And that's, I think that's because, and there's been a study on this looking at, at the, you know, food triggers and, and skim milk was particularly a trigger for acne breakouts. And I think the reason for that has more to do with the fact that you're taking the fat out of the, the dairy. And so you, you've got now the lactose, which is a milk sugar. So you've got a high amounts of sugar in that. And that's contributing, you know, putting into those other pathways that I mentioned before about too much sugar. So, so now am I saying that you can never eat dairy ever at any time? No, but if you have skin issues, if you have chronic skin issues, what I suggest is people cut it out for 14 days entirely. See how you do without it. See how your skin is. And if your skin doesn't change, then maybe dairy is not your issue. Um, or maybe you can find that you can eat it every five days or every three days and you can have certain like goat cheeses or certain yogurts and butter, but not milk or, you know, ice cream. Right. So there's a balance in that. Yeah, and I think another point with skim milk that a lot of people don't understand, they're just thinking about the fat, they're not thinking about anything else, and you still see on the labels that, you know, fortified with calcium and vitamin D. Well, those are fat-soluble nutrients that need fat in order for the body to even be able to use them. So when you're consuming the skim milk, you're not getting those nutrients. And if you are getting the calcium, chances are it's not even going where it needs to be going. It's going to go somewhere else in the body where it doesn't need to be. Right. And really the best forms of sources of calcium, right? Green leafy vegetables yeah. and salmon and tofu, those, um, those are the kinds of things that are going to have more um, more calcium in them. So I guess if there's one takeaway that people 
have for today, then I would say just give it a skim milk. Yeah. You don't need it. <laughs> I could not agree more with that. So we talked about certain changes that you might see when you're looking in the mirror that might indicate that the body is not well. At what point would you say it's time to actually maybe go to a naturopathic or functional or integrative medical doctors to look for further potential causes? Absolutely. So I think there's a lot we can do. What I was talking about before is it's just sort of like your self check-in or before you get in the shower, checking out your body, noticing any new moles or a new rash or a dry skin patch or those sorts of things. Same thing, looking in the mirror. Um, are you, if you have a breakout or you have um, a dry patch or your skin color changes, hyperpigmentation, like I mentioned, the little cracks in the corner of your mouth, that can be from a B vitamin or iron deficiency, um, a cold sore or, um, you know, bag puffiness under the eyes. That's not normal. I know people mention, oh, that's just like part of getting older. No, it's not. You want to get rid of that. If you've got that puffiness, that's definitely an indication. So any of these signs are signs that something's out of balance, so you want to pay attention to it. And so if it's something you just wake up one day and you have it, and then it goes away the next day, then maybe just kind of, or in a few days, then just kind of think back and go, okay, what did I do? What did I eat something different? Did I stay up too late? Was I drinking a little extra wine? What What, what is it that you did that that was different that made your skin look different? Um, am I overly stressed? Oh, my gosh. Uh, just recently I was uh, – I was making dinner and my boyfriend was standing next to me. He goes, are you okay? <laughs> and I said, why? Because your skin looks different. And I, you know, and I said, no, actually I've been really stressed. And and so he could see, even see that on my skin. And I'm like, I'm stressed and my skin isn't as smooth as it normally is. Mm. So I think it's, it's just such a great tool for us. But when it turns into something that's more chronic, where you have acne that is getting worse and worse, it's not getting better. Um, and you can't make that connection that it was a food or a stress or something like that, or your skin has gotten really dry or itchy, or you feel like your skin is aging really rapidly all of a sudden. Those are some of the things or really any chronic ongoing skin issues. That's when you want to go see an naturopathic doctor or functional medicine doctor, because that's when they can help. And, and then they might refer you to a dermatologist to get, you know, if you need a biopsy or if they wanted to, you know, have the, the dermatologist actually diagnose it first. But seeing a naturopathic physicians, they're going to be able to help you usually without maybe even having to go to the dermatologist. Um, so that's hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a lot about internal factors, lifestyle factors that affect the skin, but obviously we have to talk about topical factors. And I know you have your own skincare line that you launched recently. What made you decide to create your own skincare line and what can you say about these topical effects on the skin? So when I was uh, about six years ago when I started working in spas and started focusing more on skin and I was doing it from a naturopathic approach and helping people with their diet and, and these naturopathic principles, um, people kept asking me, what about skincare products? And I'd say, well, just choose something natural. And they said, but there, but I can't find, you know, like you tell me which ones. And so I said, okay. And I started asking some dermatologists or estheticians that I knew and they, people would say, well, there's, there's not a lot of options out there when it comes to natural and effective that you, most people were saying to me, you got to choose between either it's going to work and it's going to contain chemicals 
or it's going to be natural, but it may not really clear up your skin and keep it from aging. So I thought, well, that can't be right because I know the power of nature. And I know um, that if you use like the true natural actives, that that's got to work. So I started doing some research on it and I realized that there, um, there are three keys that I find are so important for natural skincare products that work. Um, first of all, it really has, they have to be clean. And because so many, and I know you talk about this, that so many skincare products contain hormone disrupting chemicals, even carcinogens. So we want to completely eliminate those. And even a lot of the, the so-called natural products out there are not natural. They're not clean. Um, so we, we, you know, we really got to do our homework on that. We've got to, you know, make sure they're clean. Um, and then the second thing is they, they, you want them to have the natural actives. You want them to have these key nutrients. And it's not just a matter of saying, oh, it contains CoQ10. It, it, that's great, but is it a form of CoQ10 that your skin is actually going to absorb and use effectively? Um, and is it in combination with other ingredients? It's just, you know, I used to study supplements a lot, and I realized it's very similar in skincare. They're, they're ingredients that have a synergistic effect and that complement each other, and then they're ones that actually don't. So that's really important. And then the third thing, is the pH balance to help help your skin microbiome. So I find that those are the three most important things. And so that's why I decided I might create my own skincare line, the Spa Doctor's Daily Essentials, which incorporates all three of those. And it's a four-step system that's great for all skin types. And it just depends. You know, I know that we all have different skin, so we have variations on how people use those four different steps for different skin types. But we find that because they incorporate these three different keys, they work for everybody. Yeah, yeah I think, I mean, you really definitely hit on something there that it, it, it is often a compromise of whether you want the product to work or whether you want it to be clean and natural. And there is still such a disconnect and there is a lot of, you know, to use the common term greenwashing that happens even in the professional skincare market with the quote unquote organic ones, they're still full of extracts that contain ingredients that you'll never even see on a label. So it, it is not as easy as just buying an organic product or a natural product to actually get that. Yeah, not in the United States because we yeah. don't have the regulations. Now, there there are some skincare companies that are being um, you know, people are going after, and especially in the UK, there's not a lot of tolerance, not less tolerance for it, and there are a lot more regulations. Yep. So that's why another reason is why I make my skincare products in um, in the UK because they're made to the EU standards, yep. European Union standards, which are so much higher than United States standards. And we're always keeping looking ahead at what's the next thing or what, how can we, you know, make sure that we don't have any ingredients or anything in there that could potentially be a risk. So, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of science to this. Um, and unfortunately, the United States is pretty far behind and there's a lot of misinformation and marketing that is just that people are getting away with it on a regular basis that yeah. makes me kind of sick <laughs> yeah it's it, it makes me angry every time I see something like that because you think there's a brand that you can trust based on what you've seen on their website what you've seen in blog reviews and then you see that they're getting sued or that it actually does contain this ingredient and you're like well who can I trust so it almost makes you even doubt your own intuition which that I don't think anybody should feel that way 
when they're yeah. trying just trying to have nicer skin. I mean, I think skincare should be something that's really pleasurable. And when I hear that it's not or that it's frustrating or stressful or confusing to people, I I just I get upset because that's counterproductive. It's supposed to be skincare for me is an extension of self-care. It's supposed to help you look and feel the way you want to look and feel, which raises your confidence and gives you a better self-image and it, it should be an empowering moment rather than a moment of frustration. So I think the simplicity of your system and, you know, knowing that you are looking forward and already dealing with the regulatory issues from the EU standards so that people can yeah. be a little bit more confident in, in, you know, buying product from you. I think that's, so right. that's what we keep hearing from our customers is that they feel like, oh, they can take a big sigh of relief. Okay, I know these are clean. They feel great on my skin. They're making my skin smoother. They're getting rid of fine lines. My skin is clear. They're like, wow, and I don't have to worry. It's just like one less thing you have to worry about. So I, I do think that, you know, it's just one of those things that's part of our one of our daily rituals, one of our daily lifestyle practices that that needs to be um, needs to be looked at, and I know that um, I think it's different when I talk to some of my colleagues, uh, naturopathic physicians. They don't really talk about this as much because we're always focused on diet and uh, you know what are you eating, what's in your food, and what supplements are you taking, and things like that. And and I keep reminding those don't forget about skincare because that's important too because that's a source of exposure to toxins that we don't want, and um, so. So that's why you know I created the skincare line, and I'm I'm so happy to have to have created this and to be sharing it with people. And I know like I never used to be a skincare junkie kind of person or really into that. I would use maybe one product, maybe use some coconut oil or something simple. But but now I can't go without my four steps every morning and night. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so, it's such an easy thing to fall into. But I mean. You know, I, four products is very reasonable. I know when I work with clients and even my, my skincare students, I teach them that, you know, you have to use the products for them to work. If you're, if you're making all these products just to have them, or you're buying all these products just to have them, but you're not actually using them because you can't spend 45 minutes in the mirror, <laughs> that's, what's the point? So I think having something that's really doable for people and that, you know, they can travel with. I've actually come to love the whole pampering process like you were talking about. I, I, I mean, that's, you know, like I know my skincare products are great and they feel great, but it's, it's like the smell of it, the, the texture, the feel, like I'm spending time just kind of loving myself a little yeah. bit, which I think we all need to do. We're so busy and we get caught up and in life and there's a lot of negative self-talk that goes on in our head. I mean, I know I'm, I've done my share of that. Um, but when we take a moment to just, you know, smile and like put stuff on, it smells good and feels good. Like that's, that's like stress management right there. It definitely is. And it, it is just touch. Your own touch is, is just so nourishing. When you incorporate that touch with the aromas from the essential oils and the feel of the creams and lotions and oils, it just, it's something that's so simple and so quick, but adds so much into your self-care practice. And um, 
I, I think people don't give it enough credit for having that much value. Well, and I also want to mention, so I for your audience, I've got the, the best and worst food list that I want to share. Also, um, I have an online quiz that I want to tell people about. It's, it's theskinquiz.com. Mm -hmm. It's a free online quiz. And you know how I've been talking about these underlying causes as a naturopathic physician, we're always looking for the underlying cause. Well, that's what this, this skin quiz is about, is trying to help you figure out what your triggers can be, how you can optimize your skin health. And so it gives you um, your own skin score and some great information. It's free. It's theskinquiz.com. So that's fantastic. That's a great resource. People find you online at thespadoctor.com. That's your primary website these days. Yes, thespadoctor.com and doctor is abbreviated DR. Oh, yeah. And also, I just want to point out, you have a fantastic YouTube channel and podcast and blog as well. So you have a lot of information on that website. So tons of great nutrition tips and DIY skincare tips and other skincare tips that people can get on a regular basis from you. So thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Cates. I really enjoyed having you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks so much, Rachel. My pleasure. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And of course, thanks again to Dr. Trevor Cates for joining us today and sharing this fantastic information. Be sure to head on over to theskinquiz.com and thespadoctor.com to get more fantastic information from Dr. Cates. Take the quiz, get your cheat sheet, and also check out all of the wonderful skincare resources she has available for you. Did you like this interview? If you did, and I hope you did, I hope you share it with your friends. Be sure to download it on iTunes, watch the video on YouTube, subscribe to both channels while you're there. And I would love it if you would leave me a comment over at holisticallyhote.com. That is where all the fun happens. Thanks again. I will see you next time.